You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include a deadly shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma leaves three dead, Denmark joins the EU's defense policy, and a Monmouth County school district will employ retired police officers at schools. Here's your national news recap for the week of May 29th. A report says three people are dead after a shooting at a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. NBC's KJRH reports the shooter is also dead after opening fire on the campus of St. Francis Hospital. There are confirmed reports the shooter took his own life. Police have reported there are multiple injuries. The shooting took place around 5 p.m. local time. Tulsa police say they cleared the building floor by floor. There was a huge police presence at the scene and several streets were shut down. Police in Tulsa released a motive for Wednesday's mass shooting at the hospital clinic. Chief Wendell Franklin says the gunman recently had back surgery and was upset with his doctor because he was still in pain. The gunman was armed with an AR-style rifle, which he used to kill the doctor. Police say he bought that assault-style rifle the same day as the shooting. In President Biden's speech on gun violence Thursday, he made calls for common-sense gun laws to be implemented. He called on Senate Republicans to do something while applauding the small bipartisan effort in enacting these laws. Biden stated he wanted red flag laws, a ban on assault weapons, or an age increase from 18 to 21 on being able to purchase guns, safe storage laws, and to repeal the immunity on gun manufacturers. He also wanted to strengthen mental health resources, especially for our young people. He argued that the Second Amendment and the Constitution is not absolute. Biden said the issue is not about taking away anyone's rights, it's about protecting children and families. The former lawyer for Hillary Clinton's campaign charged with lying to the FBI has been found not guilty. Michael Sussman was charged with lying to the Bureau about possible links between Russia and Donald Trump during the 2016 election. Prosecutors say Sussman failed to disclose he was working for Clinton's campaign when he met with the FBI. A South Texas police department and school district police force are apparently no longer helping out in a state probe of the deadly school shooting. Sources tell ABC News the Uvalde Police Department stopped helping out last week after being criticized by the Department of Public Safety Director Colonel Steve McCraw. McCraw told reporters on Friday officers should have gone into Robb Elementary classrooms sooner. A new survey says nearly 6 in 10 Americans don't want a landmark abortion decision to be overturned. Gallup found 58% of Americans want the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision to stand. 35% want the decades-old ruling to be overturned. Americans also don't like the idea of Roe being thrown out and the states setting their own policies when it comes to abortion. 63% say that wouldn't be good, while 32% are in favor of that. President Biden's approval rating is rising very slightly after hitting a record low last week. 
A new Reuters-Ipsos opinion poll says Americans' approval of Joe Biden was up 6 percentage points, up to 42%. The president has suffered from low ratings since last summer's withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Los Angeles County now has the first presumptive case of monkeypox. L.A. health officials say the patient recently traveled and was in close contact with a person who was also infected. The L.A. patient is reported to be showing symptoms but is doing well isolating at home. Local health officials are working with the CDC to confirm the case. California already has several confirmed cases in Sacramento County. The man who shot President Reagan is being granted his full freedom. Wednesday, a judge freed John Hinckley from all remaining restrictive conditions. Hinckley shot Reagan in March of 1981 and was sentenced to a mental hospital in Washington, D.C. for more than two decades after a jury found him not guilty by reason of insanity. In 2016, he was given permission to live with his mother full-time under court supervision. He's 67 years old. California's top law enforcement officer is working to get criminals, illegal guns, and drugs off the street. Attorney General Rob Bonta announced the results of Operation Hybrid Havoc, a multi-agency effort targeting violent street gangs in Stockton. The gang takedown has resulted in 88 arrests and 58 illegal guns seized. Over the course of the investigation, law enforcement agents carried out 24 search warrants and 18 arrest warrants in the Stockton area. Gang members were allegedly responsible for a series of violent crimes, including at least two homicides. Bonta was also joined by the San Joaquin County District Attorney's Office and Stockton Police Department's Gang Violence Suppression Unit, as well as the city's new police chief, Stan McFadden. McFadden was sworn in as Stockton's first black police chief Thursday afternoon. One person is dead in a southeast Texas road rage shooting. Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez says preliminary information shows shots were fired on Beltway 8 near Hollister late Thursday morning. A passenger in the targeted vehicle died. Gonzalez wants anyone with information to give the sheriff's office a call because they're not 100% sure where in the main lanes the shooting happened. Illinois lawmakers are calling on the Justice Department to launch a federal investigation into inmate deaths along with staff and inmate abuse at the U.S. Penitentiary in Thompson. A letter from the state's representative to the department cites reports from places including the Marshall Project. The report outlines staff at the prison and encouraged assaults against sex offenders, leaving inmates chained to a bed in their own waste without food or water and more. It also details the deaths of seven men at the prison. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. This is Connor Brown with your international news report. The Associated Press reports nearly all votes counted from a referendum Wednesday Denmark is headed toward joining the European Union's common defense policy that along is skewed. New example of a country in Europe seeking closer defense links with allies after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Electoral Commission said that with ballots fully counted in 84 of 92 Denmark's electoral districts, 66.9 voted in favor of abandoning the country's 30-year opt-out from the common EU policy and 33.1 against. An overwhelming majority of Danes have chosen to abolish the defense opt-out. I'm very, very happy about that, Prime Minister Met Fredrickson said. We have sent a clear message to Russian President Vladimir Putin, she added, with the decision we have made. We have shown that when Putin invades a free and independent country and threatens peace and stability, we will move closer together. On Twitter, 
German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbrock applauded the outcome of the Danish vote. Every step each of us takes makes us stronger in the face of those tectonic shifts. Ending Denmark's opt-out would have a limited practical effect for either Denmark or the EU. The referendum follows the historic bids by fellow Nordic countries, Sweden and Finland, to join NATO, something to be taken up at a summit next month. For Denmark, a founding member of the 30-member defense alliance, joining the EU's defense policy would have a relatively modest impact on Europe's security architecture, particularly compared to Sweden and Finland joining NATO. But Christine Nissen, a researcher with the Danish Institute for International Studies said, both moves were part of the same story and would strengthen military cooperation on a continent stunned by war in Ukraine. Now with some more positive news for Ukraine coming from Graham Dunbar over the Associated Press. Ukraine is now just one win away from a morale-boosting spot in the World Cup Finals. Its players have been encouraged by messages from Ukrainians fighting the war back home. The messages from people taking daily risks to defend Ukraine lifted the team before and after an inspirational first win in the World Cup qualifying playoffs on Wednesday. They text before the game, Ukraine midfielder Rosalind Malinovsky said, in the afterglow of Ukraine beating Scotland 3-1 in Glasgow. Guys, we are with you. Do your job on the pitch. We do our job to protect our country. The hugely impressive Ukraine team moved on Thursday to Wales, where victory would secure its place at the World Cup Finals in Qatar starting in November. President Zelensky posted thanks to the team on social media for two hours of happiness. The team's performance and unity with people at home come from our soul, from our heart, said midfielder Taras Stepanyanka, who has spent the past eight years playing for a Stekard Donste club exiled from its home city by Russian-backed conflict. I have maybe a hundred messages from my friends, from my family, from our army, who serve now in a very difficult situation, Stepanyanka said after the game. Stepanyanka acknowledged he wanted to cry during the Ukraine anthem, played minutes before kickoff. He laughed while explaining one post-match message sent by a friend. A soldier stationed on the border joked that Scotland's goal, which barely crossed the goal line, had not really breached Ukraine's territory. My very good friend, now he's in a very difficult point of fighting every day, he said. This ball didn't cross, Stepanyanka said. Grant Peck of the AP reports on the Myanmar civil war that over one million of its civilians have been misplaced since the conflict started. Myanmar's army in February last seized power from the elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi, triggering widespread peaceful protests. When those were put down with lethal force by the army and the police, nonviolent opposition turned into armed resistance and the country slipped into what some UN experts characterize as a civil war. A report done by the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs says that more than 694,300 people have become displaced from their homes since the army takeover thousands being uprooted a second or third time, and an estimated 346,000 people were displaced by fighting before last year's takeover, mostly in frontier regions populated by ethnic minority groups who have been struggling for greater autonomy for decades. The report also says that 40,200 people have fled to neighboring countries since the takeover, and more than 12,700 civilian properties, including houses, churches, monasteries, and schools, are estimated to have been destroyed. Now is Connor Brown with your international news report. I'm Nick Adonisi and this is local news. A Monmouth County NJ school district will employ armed retired police officers on school grounds. This was announced in the wake of the Uvalde, Texas mass shooting. The Middleton School District is one of the largest in the state. Atlantic City Police are looking for a missing 13-year-old girl. Tara Connolly is 5'7 with brown eyes and brown hair. 
The public is encouraged to contact Atlantic City Police at 609-347-5766 or text TIP411-847-411 and begin the text with ACPD. According to law enforcement, these tips are anonymous. A 16-year-old boy was stabbed in Trenton Wednesday night. The attack occurred on a city street and was fatal. No arrests or charges have been made at this time. Union Township, New Jersey is planning a tribute for Ray Liotta, who died suddenly last week. Liotta grew up in Union, and the town is brainstorming ideas to honor him. Walt Whitman fans attended an event at the Poets Camden home on what would have been his 203rd birthday. Wednesday's celebration was hosted by the Walt Whitman Association. Although cannabis is legalized and sold in retail stores, it is still prohibited on New Jersey beaches, even for medical patients. According to the New Jersey Smoke-Free Air Act, smoking in any capacity, including electronic vaporizers, is prohibited on public beaches and in public parks. Undercover officers in Mercer County, New Jersey, led an online sting that resulted in the arrest of 21 men. The officers pose as minors and have been conducting this investigation for several weeks. The men who were arrested are reportedly from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and showed up to various locations for sexual activity with law enforcement's fictional underage personas. The first case of monkeypox was reported in Philadelphia on Thursday. The Philadelphia Health Department Acute Communicable Disease Program stated that monkeypox is not as contagious as COVID-19. An abandoned horse was rescued by North Philly residents on Monday when he was found roaming Hunting Park. The horse was cared for and kept from danger until he was brought to the Pennsylvania Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. A man was charged on Wednesday in Philadelphia with first-degree murder. Rashid Young was allegedly stabbed and killed by his boyfriend during a domestic dispute in 2019. The discovery of his remains at the Albury Arboretum led to official identification last Friday. Memorial Day weekend in Philadelphia was reportedly very violent, as this past weekend's marked the city's 200th homicide in 2022. This is similar to the number of homicides in 2021 by Memorial Day weekend. 2021 was the city's deadliest year on record. A New York teenager was arrested Wednesday for allegedly making terroristic threats against Long Island High School. The teenager is a student who was suspended in May, and authorities were alerted to his Twitter posts. Mayor Eric Adams is appointing Andre T. Mitchell as New York's first-ever gun violence prevention czar. Mitchell is the founder of Brooklyn-based gun violence intervention group Man Up. As SAR, Mitchell will co-chair a task force to address the root causes of gun violence and prevent shootings before they happen. Mitchell says the community-driven approach will aim to create solutions and work to deliver necessary resources to certain neighborhoods. New York Appeals Courts is upholding Harvey Weinstein's 2020 rape conviction. The disgraced movie mogul claimed the judge made errors and didn't give him a fair trial since witnesses were allowed to testify about allegations that were not part of the case. A five-judge panel unanimously upheld Weinstein's 23-year prison sentence. The 70-year-old is now jailed in California as he waits to be tried on 11 additional sex charges. The annual walk in solidarity with survivors of gun violence took place in Foley Square, Manhattan. This event was hosted by Everytown, a nonprofit gun safety organization. Participants were encouraged to wear orange, and actress Julianne Moore was there in attendance. I'm Nick Adonisi, and that was the news for the tri-state area. I'm Sam DeChuchis with your Rowan News. Senior Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, abbreviated DEI, Dr. Monica williams Sheely joined a select group of leaders on May 19th when she received a Moves Magazine Diversity Award. Feted during a red carpet luncheon at the James Hotel in New York, the annual program, quote, celebrates women leaders and the energy, experience, and expertise they use in mentoring today's millennials into tomorrow's executives, end quote. Featuring CBS News reporter Anne-Marie Green and actress Leslie Bibb, the program honored a wide array of women dedicated to diversity and inclusion. 
New York Moves editors commended Williams Shealy for Rowan University's efforts, including its university wide DEI Council, strategic action planning, goal setting, and professional development, as well as work supporting neurodiversity, anti racism, and collaboration with the law enforcement community. New York Moves editors said the program is an important honor because this award recognizes and highlights the role individual women leaders play in shaping and forming the next generation. William Shealy, who in 2019 helped found Rowan's division of DEI, said the award is especially gratifying because the women honored represent such a wide range of American public life. She said, quote, I am honored to represent those working actively to enact positive change, advocate for marginalized communities, and disrupt systems of oppression. The work we are engaged in at Rowan serves as a national model for higher education, end quote. Also this week, on June 1st and 2nd, the Recreation Center was closed for repairs to a steam pipe. As of Friday, June 3rd, the Recreation Center is open for students and members as normal. As of June 3rd, information resources and technology will be adding a new Duo two-factor authentication prompt to make it easier and more secure to log into your Rowan University account. You'll see the new prompt when logging into Canvas, Google Drive, Self-Service Banner, and Rowan Net ID after June 3rd. For more information, questions, or issues, you can contact the Technology Support Center at 856-256-4400 or by their email, support at rowan.edu. I'm Sam DeChuchis, and that was your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Rowan Radio News Team. I'm Joshua Ticino with your sports update. Game 1 of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and Celtics tipped off from San Francisco on Thursday. The two historic franchises are set to do battle for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It's the sixth time in eight seasons Golden State has made the NBA Finals and the first appearance for Boston since the 2010 Finals. The Celtics are chasing their 18th championship in franchise history, while the Warriors will aim for their seventh. Former NFL running back Marion Barber III is dead. Sources tell the Fort Worth Star-Telegram the 38-year-old ex-cowboy was discovered inside his North Texas apartment on Wednesday. Frisco police say they were called to do a welfare check, but did not release more information. Barber was a pro bowler in 2007 after running for almost 1,000 yards and scoring 10 touchdowns. He played seven years in the NFL after Dallas drafted him in 2005. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is now facing 23 civil lawsuits after another woman filed a suit against him in Harris County Courts Tuesday. According to the suit, the massage therapist originally had decided not to sue Watson, but changed her mind after watching HBO's Real Sports Story, in which Soledad O'Brien spoke to the other massage therapists, accusing Watson of sexual misconduct during their sessions. The massage therapist claims she had three sessions with Watson, and each one got progressively darker with the final encounter, including Watson exposing himself to her, touching her between her legs, and repeatedly asking for sex. EA Sports' Madden 2023 cover is honoring the man it was named after. The late John Madden will grace this year's cover of the popular video game in three different unique covers. The three covers will pay tribute to different chapters of Madden's life. Madden passed away in late December of last year. He served as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, and won a Super Bowl before becoming one of the most legendary broadcasters of all time. Capital One's The Match, a golf exhibition match that pit Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, concluded on Wednesday with the two veteran quarterbacks taking a one-up win on the final hole. The exhibition was tight throughout, with both teams fighting to take the lead. Aaron Rodgers drained the final putt 
to give his team the win. The match raised enough money to donate 10,258,000 meals for Feeding America. Rowan Jr. Eli Ataya has been chosen as the ABCA Rawlings NCAA Division III All-Region Pitcher of the Year, as voted on by the members of the American Baseball Coaches Association. Ataya was also named to the ABCA Rawlings All-Region IV first team, along with Pross right fielder Ryan Murphy, while third baseman Anthony Schooley was chosen to the All-Region third team. Rowan, ranked 10th in the nation, won the NCAA Anvil Regional title and ended the season in the NCAA Super Regionals. The Pros went 33-10 on the year for the third 30-plus win season under head coach Mike Dixon and were the NJAC regular season champions with a 16-2 record. Roan fell in the NCAA Baseball Willimantic Super Regional to the nation's top-ranked team, Eastern Connecticut State, through 13 innings. I'm Joshua Ticino, and that was your sports update. <music> Steckler with your Roan Report business update. Flights between the U.S. and Cuba are resuming. On Wednesday, the U.S. Transportation Department lifted Trump-era flight restrictions to Cuba. The Trump administration blocked U.S. flights to Havana in 2019. On Wednesday, the restrictions were lifted, allowing scheduled and charter air services to Cuba to resume effective immediately. The move is part of an effort by the Biden administration to show support for Cuban people. The White House is again defending the government's response to the national shortage of baby formula. Mark Mayfield has more. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters the Biden administration's response started on day one after the recall shutdown of an Abbott Company plant in Michigan in February. She argued that it has been ginned up to a 24-7 operation. Abbott normally provides a large share of America's baby formula. Jean-Pierre said President Biden continues to be frustrated on behalf of American families. I'm Mark Mayfield. Chick-fil-A is beginning to test autonomous delivery robots. In a news release, the company says it will begin practice deliveries at some locations in California, Florida, and Texas. The robots have artificial intelligence and advanced cameras that let them navigate traffic, pedestrians, bikes, and more. They can only travel about 15 miles per hour, and during the first tests, they'll be accompanied by human safety chasers. There is no timeline on when the restaurant will expand the program, but if initial tests go well, you can be seeing delivery bots at Chick-fil-A's Across the nation. The Pentagon is sending Ukraine another $700 million worth of weaponry and equipment. Defense Undersecretary Colin Call said the shipment includes rocket artillery for defense purposes only. He stressed international support for Ukraine remains unwavering. Call said Ukrainians are hanging on and are putting up a heck of a fight. The money comes from a massive Ukraine aid bill recently approved by Congress. I'm Megan Steckler and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Karina Cologne. Johnny Depp says he has his life back after he won his defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard. Depp sued Heard for $50 million over an op-ed piece she wrote in the Washington Post about domestic violence. Today, a Virginia jury awarded Depp $15 million, but a judge reduced the amount closer to $10 million. The jury also found in favor of Heard in some parts of her $100 million countersuit against Depp, but only awarded her $2 million. Members of the K-pop group BTS are shining a spotlight on Asian inclusion, discrimination, and anti-Asian hate crimes. Before a private meeting with President Biden at the White House for the last day of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, the group members spent time promoting diversity and called music a great unifier. 
A short video was released on Biden's Twitter after the meeting and gave fans a glimpse into the conversation. Britney Spears' fiancé is opening up about the couple's recent pregnancy loss. Sam Asghari is GQ's newest cover model and used his interview to discuss the loss. Spears and Asghari announced the miscarriage in a joint Instagram statement on May 14th. Asghari said that he and Spears are positive about the setback and confident that, when the baby's ready, it'll be the right time. This year's Black Entertainment Television Award nominations are in. Doja Cat leads all nominees with six, including Album of the Year for Planet Her, Best R&B Slash Pop Artist, and Female Hip Hop Artist. Drake also brought in four nominations that include Best Male Hip Hop Artist, Best Collab, and Video of the Year. The BET Awards will air on June 26 from Los Angeles. The Jonas Brothers are launching a smartphone-only video subscription service. The brothers are giving fans a new way to access content via a $5 monthly membership to Scriber. The Jonas Brothers also plan to donate around $2 per subscription to charity. Stranger Things 4 is breaking Netflix's all-time record with 287 million hours viewed. The new season of the hit show had already broken the record for biggest ever premiere weekend for an English-language series. All four seasons of Stranger Things are back into the streaming service's top five titles of the past week that ended on Monday. Stranger Things 4 will be releasing a part two on July 1st that will contain two final episodes. Harry Styles is shattering Taylor Swift's one-week vinyl sales record. Harry's house ranked in 182,000 vinyl sales to beat out Swift's record of 114,000 set last year. Styles also set the record for the biggest vinyl sales week of the modern era and boasts the biggest debut overall of 2022 so far. I'm Karina Cologne, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.